Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Dude Street Hockey Radio. That's right. No broads today, Dude Street Hockey. Hell My yeah. name is Bill Matz. I am your director of Fun and Games for the evening. We're going to get shit for that. So <laughs> this, Yeah, this does not end well. There's no universe in which this ends well I'm for about to be let go. I'm about to be let go. We're all guilty by association. Fox is about to throw me out on my ass. But hey, my name's Fox. Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games Staff for the evening. Staff 100% getting to you first. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, if you can't tell already, it's a different show tonight. Steph and Kelly are not here. So let's get to the intros. Let's lead it off with a regular, TheAthletic.com's Charlie O'Connor. Of okay. course, I intro you while you're doing other yeah, shit. I was putting in my, my computer charger, so you got to give me a second here. Uh, no, so I, I think I've just kind of maybe this is early, but I've just reached the point of the season where I'm just tired. Like I'm, I'm just tired of everything. Preach. I'm tired of the Flyers doing this. One week we're really good. The next week we stink. Then we're really good again. Then we stink again. I'm tired of. Twitter wanting to trade everyone. I'm t- I'm just tired. I'm just tired. And I hope that like when this schedule finally stops being this freaking insane, I will recharge. Right now I am I am exhausted. Yeah, the when's flyers that are exhausting week? me. When's the bind? January. Oh god. But no. December is much less busy. Okay. Like this month is the busiest month of the year, I believe. No, when because of how lax October was because of all the European travel. For like a week and a half, they actually look good. But their losses before that, I kept finding like, okay, process is fine. They'll win these games. Now it's like, God damn it. As soon as people started paying attention, as soon as someone was like, hey, I heard the Flyers are doing well. Uh, Oh, no. Yep. They're blowing leads. Cool. Uh, But let's get to the rest of the intros. The Fly Purbley guys are with us. Hey, let's lead it off with (laughs) Steven Jacket. Bill. Steve. Always happy to be back. Always happy to be back. And talk about these maddeningly inconsistent <laughs> flyers. They just, what Charlie's saying, I can't figure this team out and it's driving me nuts. Like, they have a week where they win a bunch of games and the shootout doesn't make any sense at all. We're like, holy crap, new flyers. Wow. But now and it's then, actually bad because they've lost. So it's like, well, they actually don't have a regulation <laughs> win in two weeks. Yeah, I don't no, know what this team left. is. <laughs> and Craig's Forsyth, sports are bad. Well, I was just going to say to that point, I went out last week and I said, I think they're finally good after the Bruins game. So uh, it's been pretty rough since then because yeah, they have no, yet to win. So. That's people at my other job are like, hey, are the Flyers actually good? Like, Because the Sixers don't look as it's good. It's such a as, hard question. The Sixers don't look as good as everyone thought and yeah. the Eagles are floundering. <laughs> so they're like, well, we need to do something this winter. Are the Flyers good? I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's great, man. We have a goalie. We have all, all these young kids. It's yeah. awesome. And then they tuned in this week. I'm like, I'm sorry. And, and I do I'm think- sorry I roped you into this yeah. shit. <laughs> I, I think that's that's something that I, I wrote in one of my columns a couple of weeks ago that when we, when we last got availability with Fletcher, he basically said, you know, I don't think it's fair necessarily to like to basically look at the stuff that happened in past seasons to judge this team. We have a new coach. We have a new front office. And it's a completely fair yeah. point of his. Like he hasn't watched the last six, seven years of Flyers hockey. So he doesn't have this build up in his head, this expectation that things are going to go to shit. He's looking at this with an entirely new eye. And that's true and that's great. But you can't change the fact that we still did live through it. Yeah. And all <laughs> no, of this is still building up like, on what happened over the last six, seven people, years. People in the post games are asking me, like, so Morgan Frost looks great. How's management going to screw this up and send him down? Kids are he like they haven't screwed like who are we talking about here Carson Terensky like a guy who's probably not an NHLer to begin with like they haven't screwed up yeah. any of the young kids they're actually doing a good job I know we want to look at everything through the Hextall lens but it's different but like when you do see them oh they can't score the goaltending went to shit this week like whatever yeah. you just go oh same old team. 
but they do look different still. I think they do look different. Yeah, they had they had like bad patches. Like they had yeah. that weekend against the Islanders and Penguins where they decided to essentially stop playing defense. And then now it feels like last night they had spots again where it's yeah. like the se- like the second period they just had like three or four sequences where the Panthers were just passing like nonstop in the ozone. It just no- they like, just never. Yeah, I, I was trying to say like the the breakout was bad, and I was like, no, to be bad you had to. Have the puck. Yeah. No, no yeah. the breakout was non existent because the Panthers had the puck for like eight straight minutes, two different times. Yeah. I mean, last night, an hour into the game, I got a text from a buddy that said, Shine worn off heart? Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, me? that whole thing. I'm tired of heart. I had, I had a post game commenter. He's a baby. I had <laughs> He's a, a little baby. I had a post game commenter who said, Heart's not the real deal. Trade him one for one for Bob. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Why oh not? My God. What's wrong with that? Bob's had great numbers this yeah, year. I was like, yeah, let's give the 30 year old with $70 million coming to him who sucks right now. I don't He had an 882 going in the last yeah, night. Like yeah, his numbers are worse like, than Hart. And no. he's got nine. Yeah, I'm good. People wanted to give up a first round pick for John Quick two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I was going to so. say, wasn't this like a oh, month ago that people yeah. wanted John Quick? Oh, the last right. time Hart struggled we're for gonna, three games? I couldn't even gonna, keep John Quick what? on my fantasy I'm so glad I tuned out Twitter like no I am like, I think this is PSH comments. Never read the comments. Of the ice sport crew, I I often find myself sticking up for quick. And like he sucks now. I'm sorry. Like no, I yeah. did like the guy. He is no longer good. But we'll get into we'll get into a bunch of flyers stuff. But I of course have to do Kelly Proud even in her absence and turn this into a Canadian show and talk about how does this affect the Leafs? Uh, <laughs> basically, on our way to the studio tonight, yeah. the uh, the Maple Leafs fired Mike Babcock, which is effing hilarious. Thinking about where we were, what four years ago? Five, when was this? <sighs> 20, yeah, 2015. 2015 yeah. Going into 2015-16. Yeah. Yeah. So it was four years ago. We all so bad. At least I did. I think I speak for the majority were. when I say we all so badly wanted Mike Babcock and ended up with this college dude who never, like, never <laughs> won a national championship in 14 years. And... As it turns out, they're the exact same fucking guy. I asked Kelly. <laughs> I mean, they look somewhat similar, asked, so I'm not that. Surprised. I asked Kelly last night. Can we actually give Ron credit for hiring a younger, cheaper version of the guy we all wanted? Because if you look at Leafs fans' complaints. It is all the stuff we yelled about for three years uh, about it's, Dave Haxtall. It's a hundred percent Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Yeah, I, it, it's all too eerie, like the the PK stuff yeah. and the point shots. But we've already talked about that. Charlie it's just had like a good point. All, yeah, about the PK. Oh yeah. So my point with the PK was I was I was writing an article last night. Uh, it was after the game. Uh, I was writing my Morgan Frost article, breaking down his first game, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Um, and then the Leafs were in the process of losing their game to the Golden Knights, and they gave up yet another power play goal to the Golden Knights. And then the next five minutes were just people on Twitter mercilessly ripping on Dave Haxall because Dave Haxall is now the penalty kill coach for the Tampa uh, or for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. He kept, the, he kept the job, even though Babcock's gone. But anyway, and it just kind of hit me where for years I have been the dude who was screaming of how bad of a penalty kill coach Ian LaPerriere was. That, you know, it used to be a great penalty kill. LaPerriere takes over and it immediately, almost basically immediately goes to shit. He's the guy in charge of the penalty kill. Why isn't he being held accountable for how bad this penalty kill is? I'm honestly starting to wonder if maybe I was unfair <laughs> to Ian LaPerriere, and maybe this was just all Dave Haxall's fault. I, like, but, I think it's a combi- I, I, It's possible. Like, it, well, it can't be ruled out, right? I was maybe you're say, being too hard on yourself. Go, going off that, I remember last year I wrote an article about the PK, and it was pointing to the, yeah, the PK was good in 2013-14, before Haxall. And then I kept talking about how they changed all the personnel except for Ian LaPerriere, so I was like, it's kind of pointing towards one guy. But now... Yeah, I mean, I I want to apologize to Lafayette. I feel kind of bad. The penalty kill actually yeah. was pretty good the second half of last yeah. year after Dave Haxel no, got it's fired. Fine now. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Now yeah. it's awesome. They're, I yeah. look, they're over 85%. Like, listen, I think Hayes, Niskanen, Braun, and Hart slash Healthy Elliott have contributed to that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they were a sub-80% team. Haxtell's, into, I think their best year was, like, 80.5. Like, they yeah, were sub-80% right. sub his whole tenure. Um 
The whole him. strategy was basically but, to sit back and wait for death. Yeah. yeah. No, that's – and when you heard uh, that, that Uber or Lyft or whatever video of the Sens players and how they ripped their coaches for their strategy. Oh, man. It was like, well, ours is exactly the same. <laughs> but uh, we can at least blame Hackstall for his dependence on, like, well, we need Vandevelde every night. That's well, fair. Obviously, that McDonald fair. needs to that, be out that there because he's a veteran uh, PKer. That was another thing I saw was somebody tweeting about, yeah, the Leafs throwing out the fourth line with five minutes <laughs> <laughs> Every time, just, every laugh, time they score a goal and feel like they have momentum. Okay, we're building momentum. Here comes the fourth line. Oh, God. It's so nice. <laughs> like, it's just I, it's just nice now. I, I wanted know. to ask, because this is one of the things. I, is there an explanation for why coaches, because it's not just Babcock. Not, no, not no. Just ha- is there an explanation for why coaches love putting out the fourth line after you scored? I, I think it's. If you if you got them like you pin them down, they would say it's about this idea of momentum mm-hmm. and like the ideal the ideal fourth line for an NHL hockey man type coach is a line that can you know energy. get in on the forecheck, create energy, change the momentum of a game, and these guys fall in love with their fourth lines and they think, well, you know, I need that shift where we're not going to, because a lot of times the goal of a fourth line, at least the way that the coaches tell them to play, is like, look, just don't give up a goal. Like, your job is to not allow goals. And I think some coaches that look at it as in, you know, okay, we just gave up a goal. I want us to settle down. I'll put out the line whose job it is not to allow goals. The problem is that I I think back to, I think it was a game against the Islanders like two years ago where they gave up, I think the Flyers scored six goals or they gave up seven goals or something. But like every, every shift after a goal by either team, either the Phil Pole line or the fourth line was on the ice. <laughs> and then the, right. and the Islanders, and I believe it was always, it was always like their best line. <laughs> yeah. And they kept giving up goals after it because they were never building off anything that happened before. Now, how many yeah. fourth lines do you think there are like that in the league where you can actually throw them out there? I can think of like three the or three or four. Yeah. So there are many. And most yeah, fourth lines suck. That's probably why fourth every lines. coach, yeah. li- every coach, bottom of the barrel. The yeah, There's 31 so. teams. Like, how do you? Uh, most fourth lines are going to be bad unless you're like the Islanders and make your biggest investment on the goddamn. <laughs> most yeah. fourth lines have Andy. We Andrew can't off, keep yeah. Tavares. We got to sign our three <laughs> fourth liners. You mean uh, to tell me that coaches just don't select lines by pulling up a hidden menu and selecting the one with the most energy? That's not how they do it. I think they just Love asked. It. I think they all emailed Dave Isaac. I was going to say, isn't it Dave Isaac that <laughs> just makes Dave the call? Yeah. Oh, poor Dave, Dave. Isaac makes these. He makes yeah, he's going to have a We're right. going to wrap this conversation up in just a second. I just, uh, now I completely blanked on what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, oh, the Leafs with Hack. Can you believe they gave up the chance to absolutely win the Stanley Cup by naming Hack their interim coach and are just giving it to Sheldon Keith? <laughs> like... That's this what was, happens. Does it? Does anyone not watch? That was Craig Ruby that was just my shaking joke. his head yeah. in the corner. Yeah. That was my joke last year. I was like, well, I guess the Leafs are going to win it now with Hackstall. <laughs> yeah. They were pretty close. Still I'm a really, chance. Uh, Maybe they'll give up a keeper. Keith, how do, you, do you think he's going to succeed? Do you think this team? I mean, has? we want. I well, I he was a guy I wanted here last year, yeah. but it's the same type of thing that the Flyers I think needed somebody experienced behind the bench. I mean, Keith's been a lot, gotten a lot of experience in the AHL, but. I don't know. Listen, Nothing Kyle Dubas is but a Mike genius. But Mike Sullivan also came up. And Kyle Dubas is a genius, so they will win. He's a genius. <laughs> they have to. He must be. So I, I think that Keefe is going to be a good hire. I think he's a he's a good coach. I think he's got a good blend of you know old school and new school type ideas. However, I am looking forward. Like it's very clear that Who do over they blame next over the last four years, Leafs fans were treating Sheldon Keefe like Eagles fans treat their backup the quarterback. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he's going to solve all of our problems because he's not the guy we hate. And I can't wait for like the first time Sheldon Keefe does stuff that hockey, like like the advanced stat hockey Twitter world doesn't like because people are going to like their minds are going <laughs> to implode because they can't they can't accept the fact that like their golden boy isn't completely on their side about nothing everything. but I'm looking forward to that no, oh, it's, entries, no yeah. it's gonna be great when it's like Cody Cece still in the top four playing the trap <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be awesome AJ right. Feely baby oh yeah <laughs> but that's it I think Keith is gonna do a good job okay. I think he's a better fit for the for their roster and I think him and Dubas's mentalities line up much cleaner than that's, Dubas I, and Babcock like I want this to work not because I'm some huge Leafs fan but because I want a team that doubled down on stars, that built their team on yeah. skill, even though if you read, they actually have too much skill. They're too good. That's I the hate problem. That problem. Yeah. The team is too good. That's why they're not winning. Uh, but like a team where the GM and coach are are aligned philosophically and they're built this way. I want it to work because I think like hockey's more fun if you have yeah. all the good players and less bad players on the ice. So we'll see. Let's talk about an awesome player, probably the best player on the ice for the Flyers last night. Morgan Frost. That goal, I don't care about 
anything like people were trying to be real down in post game last night. I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Did you see Morgan Frost goal? It's great. He went at forty eight yeah. like he like he earned it. He oh my god! Oh, just uh, the skill oh. he showed on that goal alone was just such a. a Breath of fresh air. So because, I woke up. I woke uh, up. Yeah, I woke up on Monday to basically see that Frost had been called up because that's my life. That's the schedule I'm on. <laughs> well, like uh, the Flyers had some nice goals this year, yeah. but they haven't had one like this this year, and that was just. Uh, There's also just taking it straight to the net and yeah. making a move, which I feel like in his first kind of been the problem with the team for a while. No, that's yeah. yeah in his, in first, his game, first game, yeah. Like it just, yeah, just ballsy, just reckless. Ballsy. I love it. So he had a, he had 12 points in 16 games with the Phantoms. He at one point had a seven game point streak. Uh, he he's he looked really good down there, at least from an offensive standpoint. His debut Tuesday at Florida, one goal, 14, 16 time on ice, got some power play time, three shots on goal, plus three misses and one blocked. So yeah. seven attempts. I like that. Winning I know that he had battle. Uh, he had a pretty good chance in like the first, I think, yeah. where they set him up for a miss. He had one right two away. On one. Yeah, two on yeah. one with Konechny, and he missed yeah. the net. But it was a That's good, right. it was a good play. And then yeah. he had another really good chance in the third. Um, it was basically uh, a pass from behind the net, and then it bounced out, and he had a, sh- a chance like right in front of the net that uh, that Bobrovsky stopped. But he had he had three really good chances. He set up another one with this like little neat little touch pass to Konechny that let him take a you know kind of an angle towards the net, oh, and take that, a shot. Like, little was, redirect pass he did was yeah yeah. And then there was the one in the uh, in the first when I don't even know like. The, the broadcast was saying that he was going to get an assist on this play if Drew hadn't missed the net. I don't know if Frost ever actually touched the puck in that battle along the boards, but it was very clear the puck would not have gotten to his teammates had he not won that battle. I know, like, obviously the skill stands out, and I, because I, this is something I always really appreciated about Drew, especially when he was young and was just, like, getting there right away. It seemed every time the puck was along the boards... He was a little Yuri Letera out there. He was winning battles. <laughs> I expected him to get pushed around a little more than he was. And yeah, he got in yeah. there and he loosened up some pucks. He came away with some. He seemed to make a lot of smart plays and he's very confident in his hands. That, well, that was my concern when I saw that line together yeah. that it was going to be Drew, TK, and Frost. I was like, that's a small freaking line right yeah. there. Of course, TK's out there blowing up Ekblad. Did you? That hit was incredible. That was that incredible. Was that's yeah. leverage, baby. You don't need to be tall. <laughs> get under him. It's got to be mad. Yeah, I. God, I mean, what, what were we talking about? Morgan Frost. Morgan Frost. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Simmons hit a three, so I was distracted. Oh! <laughs> I can't oh! believe Taylor we, didn't just. We could have that. a two-hour podcast just on Ben Simmons hitting a three. I can't believe Taylor didn't just freak out about it. That's awesome. Well, what, what were we talking about? Morgan Frost. Morgan no, Frost. No, just like <laughs> the, the little things in his game, like what? Oh, do, oh, do you oh, think yeah. Morgan Frost is here to stay? Yeah. The, so the point I was oh. going to make about that, about the whole like battles in the corners and whatnot, I agree. He looked great. And he looked better than I thought he was going to mm-hmm. in terms of mixing it up physically. I think you do need to account for the fact that it was his first game, yeah, oh yeah. and you're 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 riding on that adrenaline sure. high in that first game. It'll be interesting interesting to see if he still does that in his sixth game. But the good news is that I think he played well enough in his first game that he'll I feel pretty confident game. that he'll get to his sixth game. Yeah, that's and that's the good news. Is he so his bank account in a. Uh, in Vigneault's little He's got system. some money in the bank. He's now. got a little, money, got a little in money in the bank. I nice love that. Top shelf backhand goal in his <laughs> he's first got, game. You know, he's got some like nickels and dimes. <laughs> yeah, not a lot, a, but yeah. it's not empty. Yeah. Not um, like the Andrew McDonald piggy bank that he had under Hack. <laughs> <laughs> he had hundreds of dollars. <laughs> he in he had a vault. Yeah, was he was a goddamn vault. World's best. Do you think pocket. he stays at center or do you think they move him away? You know, I don't know why they would. Um, but I guess they could. Like the whole point of bringing him up, I felt like, was to get Drew, Drew back, back wing. to wing. Yeah. So, and plus, this is the big thing: he's hasn't played wing at all this year. From this, from day one of training camp to game one of his AHL time, he's played center essentially exclusively. So I don't know why you would switch him to wing. That said, you never know what an NHL coach is going to do. And he is out there with G, so if he is at one point like overmatched in the faceoff circle, swap he doesn't need to take which any they've face-offs. been doing. Yeah, I mean they've been doing that because like, look, you have Drew on it's a Drew, line. Yeah. He's you're going to have him take a lot of faceoffs. He's one of the best faceoff guys in the NHL. How are we liking that line? Um, I liked it. Yeah, it I, good I last think this night. is. I think this is the best way to get everyone going. I didn't want to break up the uh, the top line, but I think this works. I really do. But Frost aside. Um, what's the matter with the offense? Because I thought they were going to score a lot more. 
Yeah, that was the hope going into a game like that, especially that matchup with Florida. The way Bobrovsky's been struggling, you would really hope that they would just put up a ton of goals and not much, not much to be found. Yeah, they've been kind of getting into a lot of defensive struggles. I don't know. I think a lot of it is with the three guys that kind of got called out. And now they're on a line, I guess. And now they're on a line and they didn't really look too hot. The $22 million line. Yeah, Uh, I've I've heard some like funny nicknames. Uh, The one one nickname in my comment section was the Legion of Swoon. (laughs) I I thought of the like, fuck you Twitter line. That's good. Jake, JVR, and Kevin Hayes. Um, I'm not there with the Kevin Hayes hate. I'm not. I don't know. Not yet. Because people didn't like him initially. Mm. That's why. Because he said, because he told his buddy drunk at a bar he's only going to sign if uh you know they show him the money and obviously when you're talking shit with all your friends this is you know obviously I, exactly what you, you, you know, handle I, your business I never, I never thought of that but that it's makes exactly all the sense happened. in the world oh i'm talking to some guy hundred yo, yo i'm only going to this fucking team and yeah. they give me all the money yeah no it's like <laughs> show me the money no it's exactly I'm only this job. it is exactly they, what happened that's give me what happened. a shit ton of money you, that was the premise of that conversation <laughs> it was hayes out at a bar with his boys in boston and one of I was like, yo, you signing with the Flyers? If they show me the fucking money, that's exactly what happened. Hayes doesn't want to go. Like, yeah. He goes and tells a reporter, and then that reporter goes, well, I got it from his buddy. Like, oh, no, you didn't. This makes so much that's sense. Awesome. It's the official yeah, it story to me. That's no, awesome. This is exactly what happened. I am... Not a journalist. Uh, <laughs> Bill Metz, uh, like, not I, a journalist. Hayes, like, I'm not going to kill him because yeah. I think he's been solid. But yeah. for $7 bucks, I want more we than want solid. More points, yeah. J, uh, JVR, yes, his numbers are disappointing. He's got four goals. On this date, a year ago, he had one. I mean, great, he was injured. He was. But he still ended yeah. with 27. I, I, I so, agree with your, like, with your approaching math, point. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. I guarantee he gets to 25. And plus, he's creating a lot of chances. Yeah. That's the thing with JVR that, to me, sets him apart from Voracek in particular, but also Hayes to a degree, is that JVR is getting all of the scoring chances. Nothing seems to be going in. And it's frustrating as hell because he's not, like, He's paid to score. He's not yeah. scoring. But the the underlying process for him isn't bad. It's just that he needs to start finishing. And I don't believe that he just forgot how to finish on all of these chances he's creating. So I'm not worried about him at all. Hayes and Voracek. With Hayes, like, I watch him and I, I, I feel like he's not playing bad. He's just no, not he, scoring. He just needs to be better than not bad considering the role he's in now. Jake is the one I'm worried about. I was going to say, Voracek is yeah. definitely the worst one like, out of the three, like in terms of going forward. I actually, I actually thought he was pretty good last night. But overall, I don't like what I'm seeing out of Jake a, a yeah. little bit. Well, the problem with Jake is you always get the hot and cold, right? Yeah. So you, you're always like, okay, well, at least when he turns it on, he's going to be freaking great. And I just think we're seeing that increasingly less. We're getting diminishing returns on those hot streaks. And it's I, a lot I, more cold than hot. I just can't remember the last like positive thing he's really done, like five on five. I mean, the I only think thing I can think of on the the caps goal again for the, Drew, the caps goal. That's the only thing I can really think of that stood out this year. Yeah, that was power. Yeah. and that was so, power. I mean, it wasn't like, five on five. Yeah, I'm, I'm not of the opinion that Voracek has been as awful as I think a lot of people Every, seem yeah, to everybody. believe because oh, yeah. I think because I think a lot of well, the people obviously well a lot of the people who think he's been awful came into this year already disliking him. So now it's just confirmation bias. That said. There's concern on my part that he's like, I think a lot of people, they, they throw this thing on Voracek where it's like, well, he's, he doesn't care. He's not trying. I just worry that he's in decline. Like he's 30 years old. His underlying numbers have been declining for a couple years now. He's not the play driver he once was, which means that all of his value pretty much comes from his scoring. And if he's not scoring, then it's like, well, what are you doing here? I that's think the concern. He just, he just he has to score now, and he's not scoring. This trio now that they're together, I think it's. I like the other two lines fine. Yeah, I do so too. keep these guys together, and hopefully they can all get each other going. But especially at home, when you can play the matchups, if you can get them bottom six matchups, yeah. they better start scoring. Which yeah. they didn't yeah. really get last night. I think they were going up against the um, Barkov line a lot. They're also on the road. Yeah, yeah. so they're and trying so to they're, get them. Yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, matchup. other than Hayes, that's two guys. If I have, yeah. if I have a good offensive line, I'm trying to get them out yeah. against this yeah. line. Like absolutely. Uh, that's people wanted. Um, people wanted Frost, JVR, 
and uh, and Voracek. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. do you think they'll the ever defense. have the puck? Do you think if they if it's like, when 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 would they ever get a chance to score? I but I, I like what we're seeing. I think they can get each other going, especially if. Uh, especially if they get these third-line matchups. But this is a team, they haven't scored more than two goals in uh, regulation goals in eight of their last 11. We saw it a little, uh, well, we actually saw it quite a bit last night. Teams with fast defenses that can move the puck, this dump and chase ain't working. Like, there have been games where they've been able to get it going, even against a better a better defense. But last night, Florida just seemed to turn around and get it out immediately. Yeah. I, dump and chase, I... I I've never been a fan, and as you said, against those quick defenses, it's always a problem because they are just going to get to the puck faster. They're going to win those battles, and I want to see some more adjustment from Vigneault in those situations, more carrying in the puck. And we know they have the talent to put up more goals. We know they do. We've seen them just pour it on offensively early this year, and— yeah, man, it's frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. Now, that would be a spot I'd expect Voracek to kind of help out because he feels like he's probably better at zone entries and, yeah, getting the pucks in deep. So, but, and, I mean, the rest of it, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the dumb chase, really. Let, let, let's back up for a second here. Does Florida have a quick defense? I, think I don't think they do. Not necessarily Like, quick. Keith Yandel's like 35. Aaron Ekblad has never been that fast. Mike Matheson's just a dude. I don't think they have a quick defense. I think the forecheck sucked. Quick but moving I, 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 I don't, Are they, though? They got it out really fast. Yeah, but maybe that was but just I on think, the forecheck. I think the forecheck, now that we've established... If you're against the Maple Leafs, then yes, sure. But. but I think now that we've established how aggressive we're going to be, Teams might back off a little sooner, and it seems like stretch passes, because we're going to have two guys. We're going to have one guy in deep and one guy right behind him. We're going to be aggressive. Well, a stretch pass is going to be a three-on-two now. Uh, it, that seems like a pretty effective strategy against the Flyers. It's what it seemed to happen quite a bit last night. How do they counteract this other than just making an effort to carry the puck in more? Well, you just need to have more chemistry with your lines, I think. I mean— which, which I mean, it's hard when you're everything's in a state of flux because you didn't have until you called up Morgan Frost, you didn't have a third center really, aside from Drew, who really isn't a center at this point. You're bouncing lines around. I, I think it's I think it's easier to generate controlled entries when you have trust in your line mates because the the easiest play when you're in the neutral zone is just to dump it in. Sure, but if you have trust in your line mates and you have trust that you know one guy's going to hesitate that little bit to open up space and whatever, then you can create more controlled entries. I'll be honest, I'm not seeing as much. Like I've seen some people on Twitter yelling that like teams are cheating to catch dump-ins. I haven't seen that as much. Like it, I'm, it happens once in a while, sure, but I don't think I don't think it's happening as much as people believe it is. I just think the forecheck hasn't been as good. Like that to me has been the bigger problem. I, I don't think it's that like you know extra half second that a defenseman is getting to go back and get the puck. I just think the forecheck hasn't had the same bite that it had in the first three weeks of the year. And no, and that's like we talked about the kind of energy to play like they want to play. Apparently, the kind of energy you have to bring every night. Yeah, like, whether you're good at this or not, like I, even if you're the best, you're not going to have this kind of energy every night to be able to forecheck like that when you're playing twelve games in like twenty days. Yeah, yeah. you're that's, definitely not going to have. That's that. a really yeah. good. Point. Yeah, like, I didn't think of that. But that's a really all good these point. things, and I just don't think it's all that effective of a strategy. Like, look, I, I never. I, I have my. Chase. I have my doubts on Dunk, Dumb and Chase. I did make this point a couple weeks ago, and I'll make it again. Is that it's just one half of the equation, and if you're forcing a lot of dump-ins too, yeah. you can win the neutral zone even if you're dumping the puck in a lot. And the Flyers so far, I, I didn't track last night's game, but I think the Flyers' controlled entry percentage is about 38%, which is extremely low, but they're allowing only 40%. So both teams are dumping the puck in a lot. It's not like the Flyers are at 38% and their opponents are at 52 So you, you, can, you can survive with that. You can survive with that as long as the other team isn't blasting the other way and always gaining the zone with control. That said, it's better to carry it in and dump it in. Absolutely, because it's about double the value in terms of average shots created. So in a vacuum, I'd rather than be carrying the puck in more, sure. I think the only real way to generate more offense is to go get Johnny Goudreau. <laughs> uh, listen, 
Hey, this was this was your coworker who wrote this article. Yeah. This was a colleague of yours, Charlie. The moment Charlie's You're been sitting waiting here for wearing her. the athletic hoodie. This I was am. an article that showed up on the athletic. Maybe it's time to move Johnny Goudreau. Now, granted, I only read the headline. I am. So I, I, I don't. So I, I've never met. I don't think I've ever met Darren Hayes. Distance so I, but, yourself. I mean, there you I'm, go. No, I, I'm not. It's not me. Distance myself. Like I don't. I just don't know. Yeah. Like all. All I can do is take his word at face value. He's a coworker, but I just. I don't know him. So I, I'm not like going to, you know, I, I, say one way or the other how I feel about him writing this article. I can talk about Johnny Goudreau and the yeah. possibility of him being traded. Sure. How do we get him? <laughs> that's a really good. Well, my favorite thing is. Because I'm down to like pull a Celtic pride and kidnap him <laughs> if that's what needs to be done. He's not a big guy. I think we could carry I, him. I really just can't wait to see these trade proposals. But oh, like so, IRL, I, even, I have no idea how they're actually going to do I eventually had to mute yeah. the conversation because it, <laughs> it just got so got annoying. Much. You're like, just do this. And I'm like, you realize that would put Calgary like. Ten million over the cap, right? Yeah, like, just give them all all the high price players that yeah. we all hate. Yeah, right yeah. Give them Jake and JVR. I was gonna say Voracek, JVR. Do and they Ghost. want Brian Elliott? Like, yeah. Just you yeah. realize they have less cap room than we do, and we have none. Like, you realize we, they already had Brian Elliott, and he yeah, hated it exactly. in Calgary. Yeah, he, was, he was really upset there. But I just wanted to uh, like Goudreau turned twenty six in August, signed for this year, and two more at uh, six point seven five million. So it is a hell of a value. Like you'd have to give up the world to get yeah. him. I, I think that's the thing that people don't seem to grasp, unless Calgary is I, just really stupid, yeah. is that, like, I think people saw this, and their, thir- their first thought was, this is a way for us to trade Jake Voracek. Yes. And I do not think you're going to be able to trade no. Jake Voracek. For you would have Trump. to give up one of Limbaugh or Konechny, wouldn't you? I, I, I was, or, think so. I was thinking okay. Konechny. Yeah, I that mean, was the guy I was, and about. that's the thing is everybody's jumping out. They're like, "Oh, okay, so Voracek," and then play, it's like, <laughs> I don't think anybody is like, "Who the hell wants Voracek?" That my big concern is Voracek right now. It's just like going forward yeah. is like I don't know who would, especially like a trade around Voracek like, like and to, to me, an interesting like, and I'm not saying I would do this, but to me, this is a trade that like is is remotely plausible to me. Like, let's say you trade Konechny and Ghost for Goudreau and like Shillington. Like that's a trade that I think makes Calgary thick. The the ghost uh, things revolving around ghosts seem to make the most sense, but I'm just gonna run a couple of the Twitter ones by it. Okay. I actually haven't even read. The Johnny Goudreau is, is, is a superstar. Yeah, yeah a, no, that's a, the thing. He's not but just a really good player. No, that's, the Flyers are gonna give up stuff for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't but think people we have that. seen. It's not like Taylor Hall didn't get traded for Adam Larson. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. GMs are dumb. Oh, but Snyder would have made it happen. They're gonna be dumb. Like Jeff Carter was a legit. 40 goal score when we traded him for underachieving Jake Voracek in the seventh overall pick. Like that's not a ton and a third round pick. Like not a ton. I did wanna I did wanna title this segment though. Just Hagen a third. That's just the that's the title. Did we the get you any can't Hagen underestimate the there was NHL some, There was one guy who was like this and this and then Hagen a third too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh so the first one we got was Voracek. Voracek yeah. spelled C H uh, <laughs> For Johnny Hockey, straight up. Though JVR, oh, one for one. though JVR, was one for one. JVR is a better fit. So yeah. the guy. Well, I was gonna say Calgary is like they're kind of. I don't know what's going on, but they signed Ronaldo. They traded yeah. for Luchik. Like I can't wait I, for like, Ronaldo. JVR going dumb. I was gonna say JVR. You could sell as a big power forward that gets greasy goals and goes to the net in Calgary. I don't know. Maybe all this. Maybe there all was this. On the move. Uh, maybe all this Toronto and Tampa went with too much skill is coming from Calgary, <laughs> and they actually want to go with some grinders. Like that would be fun. You know, the the one thing that does annoy me about this like I, look i would love it if the flyers get johnny right, not only is real. he yeah. not only is he a local guy like he's an awesome player he's, from he's here. a blast to watch he's from here his jersey's people, up people at the bar in mm-hmm. um <laughs> but he's actually but from here not like bobby ryan i i don't know if this is just darren haynes coming up with an idea because yeah. calgary's struggling and it's like well this is the easiest guy to trade in a shake-up that would really change the thing or and this is important and again not saying this is what it is i've never met nor talked to darren haynes but sometimes if you're a plugged in journalist and you have a source in the organization they'll be they, they will tell you like hey we're considering this write an article that like basically you know throws it out there paves the way paves the way for this to happen i'm not saying this that is what is happening here i'm just saying that that has happened like i think back to um 
didn't uh, didn't Jimmy Kemsky do that like two months before Deshaun Jackson got released? I think so. He was like, you know, wouldn't it be weird if the Eagles got rid of Deshaun Jackson? <laughs> yeah. And people were like, are you fucking crazy? That'll never happen. Deshaun Jackson had a great year. And he's like, yeah, but I'm just saying. And then two <laughs> months later, it happened. And it was very clear. It was because someone in the organization was like, yo, I think we might like not have Deshaun on the team next year. You might want to write about that yeah. and get start that conversation. So that could be it. Just that planting said, those seeds. That said, what does annoy me about this is that if there is actual fire here, for the Flames. Perfect. If there's actual hey, fire hey. and the Flames are actually considering moving on from Johnny Hockey, I have to believe that like 70% of it is because he's small. Yes. And because they are like, we can't win in the playoffs with a small guy. <laughs> and it's the biggest load of shit. But I guarantee you, if there's, if there's truth you to know, this, Patrick that's Payne a driving force. No, yeah. that, so that's what I'm going back to because they got beat in the playoffs. And instead of just looking at the ass yeah. and going, holy shit, they're fast. They're like, oh, we got out muscled. And now they're trying to like, it's like, no, 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 you're going the wrong <laughs> no, way. You, you have a lot of good pieces there. You had the Don't second, backtrack. You, you won the West in the yeah. regular season, had the second best record be t- behind an historically great uh, Tampa team, like yeah. yeah, let's just blow it up. It's and just weird. Get rid it's of our obviously. Weird. Obviously, what's wrong with our team is the best player. <laughs> <laughs> it's not everyone else. It's the best player. I mean, I, maybe um, they maybe they can get James Neal back. I have a question yeah. though. One for one. One for one. one Everybody for one. loves Gaudreau now, but if he came to Philly for uh, a little bit. Oh, we'd hate him. Okay, no, I just want—I was not sure. We hate everyone. Too yeah. small. There's, too small. Doesn't get in corners. Doesn't back check. Not like, enough grit. Like, yeah. Oh no! So. Like it's—I've told Charlie this before. It's my goal to be on the air full time somewhere in Philadelphia by 2026, so <laughs> I can lead the hatred of Mike Trout. And when the All Star game We're is all here, I want to make sure he gets booed because he's a fraud. He's a fraud Philadelphian. But I understand, like, it's great to float out the idea of playing yeah. here when you know it's never going to happen. Because, fuck, man, like, yeah. your dad can't go to the grocery store anymore. Like, Guy oh, is a nice, yeah. Guy's a cool guy. He's not going to be able to go out if Johnny's on this team. Like, that's <laughs> no. not, that's over with. It's, hey, man, what's, what's, like, what's Johnny, how's Johnny? Like, no, no. <laughs> Who would want to actually play here? Like, my parents still have to go outside. If I don't score, in, like, if I miss the net like Jeff Carter, my fucking parents' life is over. <laughs> it's just that, like, as a fan base, we are bad shit. Like, we, yeah. we are yeah. absolutely nuts. No, I'd Correct. rather play in an anonymity. <laughs> like, Mike Trout would rather be the best player that no one's ever actually seen yeah. than it's, come it's home. In perfect weather. And get a half a billion dollars from the Phillies. He's like, nah, I'm good with, like, four. No, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go that far because right. what I'm going to say is, like, look, you know what? <laughs> You're a professional athlete. You can deal with crazy fans. I'm just saying that the idea that, like, us getting the local kid means that we're going to love him forever. It's just not true. Like I can count on my, I can count on one hand, one hand, the amount of Philadelphia athletes in my lifetime that everybody liked. Doc. Dawkins, Dawkins and Utley. And like, that's it. Maybe Simmons, even though we got pissed at him at the end, but like we didn't really blame him. I'll, I'll throw Simmons we in there. Like, we didn't yeah. really blame him. It was like, well, you wore down because you were such a warrior. Yeah. But like we didn't hate him. We were just like, we can't re-sign him. But those three might be the only ones yeah. that I never just, were never was hated. I just looked at the time, and uh, Kelly and Steph aren't here, so nobody wrote in ad break, <laughs> so I forgot to do one. All right. Uh, Go so ahead. we're going to take a break right here, and we're going to come back with more Raffle and a Third. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> it's funny because we don't do any like it's just a it's just we stop for one second and then Taylor puts in like a hey break here. <laughs> so raffle nothing though. Happens. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen enough raffle or law in the uh, trade We have. But, uh, yeah, we let's have, get. We oh. have a first, a second, Rock. Jake and Ratcliffe, and that's like, I, okay. you might be on the right track if you're gonna trade Jake. Yeah, it's gonna take like a, a better prospect than Ratcliffe probably, but. I think that's on the right track, but then we have an NAK Friedman and Raffle, obviously. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that'll get it. Done. I wait. Can I put out my joke one that I did for the, the joke one I had was Pitlick. Um, it was a third, and then the rights to Valerie Vasilia. <laughs> yeah, really, and those were those. So, like, I want to see if there are some that are more like that. Was me being an asshole. I want to see if there are more I, realistic. I actually like this idea. Like, let's come up with the most obscure. Trade I had another possible. piece. I forget. Yeah, but like Pitlick as the main piece, and then the rights to Valerie Vasilia, oh, a guy God. that we drafted like seven years ago. The remainder of Ilya Brizgalov's <laughs> contract. <laughs> this this trade isn't with with the Coyotes, so I don't know if they'll be able to pull that off. We, we still have the rights to uh, to sex number goalie for another year. Oh, let's trade him, yeah. Tomac. Jacob Kavar. We might grab cheese left skate. 
we have Eric Gustafson, guys. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got the guest boss. All right, his Please. rights, too. That's yeah, like yeah. the Adam Fox train. Like, right, hey, right. if you can sign him, he's yours. Uh, where was I? I had a good one here. I think this one's also maybe on the right track because it's Voracek, uh, Rubsov, and a first to the Flames for Johnny and Lucic. I would, I would. That's interesting. Well, actually. see, the I would bite the bullet contract. with Lucic for Gaudreau. I mean, that's what the yeah. Because you've talked about how you're just done with the. Uh, I am done with that it. sort of the yeah. kind of for for, for somebody like Johnny Gaudreau. I, yeah. I would make but it. I would make an exception. You are bringing in a star. Would yeah. So I don't know. I don't hate this as much as I don't want Milan Lucic. It's just you know it's tough. Just he's because probably better than Chris Stewart the, though. You know, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 probably. He is definitely better than Chris Stewart. <laughs> I don't know if there's probably. Um, <laughs> no, he's definitely better than Chris Stewart. I, I think the problem with that is that. I'm getting the vibe that Chuck Fletcher is always going to be smack up against the cap. Yes. And I just worry that if you add that Lucic contract in, it like really could fuck things up. You'd have to buy him out. Yeah. That's at the end of the year. You'd have to buy him out. Can they though? Like, isn't his contract weird with buyouts? I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard haven't, to buy him out because of the way contract. When the hell did he sign that contract again? Uh, Like two, three years ago. Let me take a look. I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if this is a joke or not, but Coots and AK in the germ. So, somebody else threw out Couturier, so we, too. What so we get worse. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we get worse. We're bringing in a guy we all want, but we'd effectively make the team worse because we'd no longer have a 1C. Yeah. You just Who's can't lose Coots. You just can't lose Coots. Yeah, no, like, yeah. no, unless yeah. we're getting McDavid or something, like a true 1C who's actually better than Couturier, I can't lose him because – Who'd play that role? Yeah. Kevin Hayes yeah. has like he, 10 games in a row with no points. He just does everything. Yes. Everything so well. He's our best player. It's yes. not particularly close. <laughs> Last game I went to, I just watched Coots the entire time. That's all I did. I want to know, would anybody, obviously for Goudreau, but... Where are you on Patrick in this sort of thing? I was gonna, I was gonna ask about him because I, I just don't know what the general deal is. I have with Patrick, a, I have a Patrick first and JVR or Voracek. Okay, so I'm mean, that Again, feels right like path, something. Everybody <laughs> is throwing in like there's so many JVR and or Voracek. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, one there, of these, there, those are the guys. One of those these are the guys that, that we don't the most want. fans want to get rid of. Yeah. And I, I actually like, I feel bad for both of them. I especially feel bad for JVR because like, yeah. it seems like from the minute that contract was signed, people wanted to trade him, which. <laughs> Is bizarre because like he was supposed to signify uh you know the flyers actually caring about winning again and now everybody's like desperate to get rid of the dude yeah. and everybody always says they want goal scores and then they get a goal score and they don't like the fact they have to sit through slump sometimes mm-hmm. um but <laughs> they don't want a goal no, that's scorer no but that <laughs> is like the whole thing. just get a guy that scores goals does goes through us oh well no. get him off the team they <laughs> want, it's like what are you talking about like they the want Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. yeah like they yeah. want the guy who's, who's good for never... 50 every single year yeah. not the 28 to 32 goal scorer yeah, that's actually possible to yeah. get. Yeah, that's like, you know, Patrick Klein ain't stinks except for shooting uh, and the Jets are like, yeah, shit, we can't lose him. <laughs> so much of this fan base grew up with John LeClaire yeah. scoring a shit ton of goals every year and just that's just, they're chasing that dragon. Yeah. But to, to go back to Patrick for a second, I just... I don't know if he's tradable right now. And I'm not, like I'm not saying that he has no value. I'm just saying I don't know how another team trades for him right now with all the uncertainty surrounding it. I don't think you trade you can't I don't think you throw him in a package for a player like Goudreau. I don't think Trey Living would take the uncertainty of whatever is going on with Patrick right now, right? I mean, that would I be... Just, I just don't think anybody would at this point. Yeah. Like, unless you were literally giving him away for peanuts. I just feel like... No, you'd have to Markel like, Fultz it. Yeah, like, literally, this is a situation where... That's for oh, you, too. This is a situation where if you go... Like, with everything that's going on with Nolan Patcher right now, where no one really knows when he's going to play again, you know, the, the timeline's still very nebulous. If you then start shopping him... Teams are like, well, you're just shopping damaged goods. Now you you must know he's never going to play again, and you're just yeah. trying to get me to take him now before yeah. we figure it out. So I just think he's in a situation where even if you wanted to trade him, and I don't think the Flyers do, I don't think you can until you just get more certainty over what the heck is up with the kid. No, that's you're not getting any unless he is a throw in or something. It's yeah. not like you can get anything. He's he has a migraine <laughs> condition that nobody seems to have any answers for. No yeah. They just brought up Morgan Frost. Like that should tell you we're not getting him back in the near future. Yeah. It tells yeah. me that, right? No, I, like, I, I uh, think side so. note, just a giant question mark. Side note, that that's what we're looking at. Because like Farabee comes up after four games, he's on a four game point streak. 
Frost was on a three-game streak with no points. We're just struggling to score, and it doesn't look like we're getting the guy who plays his position back anytime soon. This has to be a little bit about Patrick, right? Oh, I mean, and the thing is that Patrick, there was a there was a stretch in like late October where it really looked like he was making progress. Yeah. He was skating regularly, and uh, I think I think Bob McKenzie even said in a uh, in an intermission segment that they were excited about how Nolan Patrick was progressing, and then he just stopped skating. So I have to believe there was some sort of, you know, whether you want to call it a setback, whether you just want to say he stopped getting better, it clearly something happened to have them pull back on, you know, on what they were having him do. And if that's the case, then, yeah, I don't see how you can expect him to come back anytime soon because he's going to have to get into multiple practices. Like, this isn't going to be one of those things where he's going to pop up one day and be ready to play. This is going to be, you know, okay, he practiced two days this week. Now he practiced three days this week. Now he got in an AHL game. Now he's back. Well, we're in the, like, we're lucky if we see him once a week at this point. So that's not um, encouraging. Probably not throwing him out. Yeah. No, it's not encouraging. It's it, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks no, for the kid. It sucks for the Flyers. But I would think that if he was making progress, we'd be seeing him a lot more. Yeah, and I'm going to use this next proposal to move on to the next topic. Uh, it's JVR in a first. I think it, like, it depends on how much they just like JVR. But if you threw in some prospects or something there, maybe. Uh, but it says, I'm a JVR fan, but I've been feeling like he's just not really a good lineup fit. And trying to accommodate him on the top power play is throwing the whole unit off. And what I'm going to transition to is how are we still trying this Giroux on the right boards thing? Yeah, I don't oh, know. I have Why no is idea. this still going on? Like, I still... It doesn't work. <laughs> It just straight up doesn't work. My whole theory has just been AV didn't look at the tape before they tried to start trying to do that last year. But he I, just thinks this is yeah, what we he's do. He's like, this is what we do. But I, I really don't know why they haven't. Because they, they have a couple different formations, which is good. I like mixing things up. And since he's got experience over there, you can do it. If you're gonna, but like for it to be your regular formation, yeah, I'm with you there. This is not working, Charlie. You had a problem with my um home and road split. Uh, I did. I had a big problem with that. <laughs> uh, but like this power play really sucks on the road, and I, I think right now it's just bad. No, no, it it's is just bad, bad everywhere. They're just, they're just, <laughs> yeah. They haven't played many home games, and they've happened to score in like one out of two. So it's like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, way, way to go. We have one out of four on this home stand. It's a twenty-five percent. That's a great average. Cool. Um, what, like, I just don't. What? What do they see that? Uh, why do they think it's a good idea? You can go ahead. I'll, okay. Yeah. Anybody? The, I, the, I have no, no idea. No, the, the, I, I have a theory, but I don't, don't hear what Charlie says. My, yeah. my understanding, and like I haven't, I haven't talked to Michelle Terry, and I kind of, you know, I, I was actually in the process of working an article about this, and then they switched him back to the left side, and yeah. I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to write that article. <laughs> I was going to ask for access to Terry and then talk to him about it. Well, now I might have to do that because now it seems like they're back to this right side thing. But what I, the impression I get in talking with players and talk and, and the occasional times it's been dropped by, uh, by Vino is that, that you've and, never had and, knock this, on is, wood. and this is actually true is that when you're on your, your correct side mm-hmm. in terms of like, if you're a right-handed shot, you're on the right side. If you're a left-handed shot, you're on the left side. It is easier to protect the puck. And, there was in recent years a lot of people that complained that the Flyers' power play was too prone to giving up shorthanded chances and shorthanded goals. So I do believe that's a that's a contributing okay. factor is that they want Giroux to have more control over the puck because he can receive passes on his forehand and it's harder for guys coming from up top to get the puck from him because he's just got natural body protection by the way he's holding it. So I think that's part of it. And the other part of it too was the JBR effect where you know he's. He's a lefty shot. He can't take that pass on his forehand from Drew unless Drew is on the right. So I think that's part of it. But there have been times where JVR has taken off the unit and Drew is still on the right yeah, side. That's yeah, that's the... So that's not the entire answer. Yeah. They just seem to like this right side thing. And I agree with you. It ain't working. I, I, I get the idea of protecting the puck and everything, but... At five on five, they play him on the left wing, and at five yeah. on, and at five on five, like the defense will 
come out and get you. On the power play, there are more aggressive penalty kills than others. Sure, there are times where guys actually do pressure Drew. I don't know why anyone ever sits back. Like, that was the thing. Like, the Rangers in 2014 went out and hit Drew on the power play, and it rendered him useless. I was like, why doesn't everyone just <laughs> Why doesn't everyone do it? I don't understand like, power plays that just, or penalty yeah. kills that just sit back and say, uh, yeah, just bring it on. Uh, we'll see like, you do. Uh, the penalty are on the power play. You're supposed to have a little more time, and he's the best puck handler on the team. So maybe, maybe let him like, do his thing. Let him do the thing that allowed him to put up all these power play points that he's put. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just a thought. And my you know, only that's, guess. That's some crazy thoughts there, Bill. <laughs> my only guess would be just the when I would go back and watch the power play uh, like a couple of weeks ago was when Drew would start walking through the circle a little bit and the players would kind of gravitate a little bit more getting ready for the shot. Whoever was in front of the net would kind of move off to the side getting ready for a deflection and whoever's on the side would kind of move up a little bit looking for a pass. So maybe it's just giving Drew the option of either shooting it, looking for the redirection, or passing it in the slot. But I feel like it's still not getting the the same benefit of just letting him stay on the left side. It's like just not, it's just not getting results. Yeah, like that, that, that's getting, what it boils it's down to. It it's not getting results. So and why it keeps like one thing that that always cracks me up, and I actually like. Jake Voracek, this was like three weeks ago. It was right after they switched him back to the left side. I talked to him, and he was he's a flat out said on the record, yes, we are more comfortable on our, you know, with, with G on the left and with me on the right. You know, we can do it the other way, and there's that puck protection aspect, but we are more comfortable on those sides. And kind of the way I led into it when I was talking to him was I said, I said, you know, every every if you're ever at a game and you're you're watching pregame warmups. You'll notice at the end of pregame warmups, Drew and Voracek always practice the one timer, and they practice it with like Drew on his like on his left side and Voracek on the right, feeding him like it is a power play. And even after they move Drew to the right, they Drew and Voracek kept practicing it at pregame. The <laughs> and old they've way. done this for years. They've been doing years. it for years. This is how every warmup has yeah. has yes. ended since back when I was in the press box. Like this is just what these two do. And it was fairly effective. Like, when was the last well, time G had one of those one-timer goals? Because well, he used to score too. them regularly. A team was setting him up when he was on the right side this year. He set it up Faraby for a couple chances like that, where he was just Faraby was just in the slot, and they threw it over to him for the one-timer. That's, and it's just they put Faraby in the slot, and it was like, oh, good, they have a lefty in this. Like, yeah. all right, this. And then all of a sudden, I noticed one game where Faraby was still in that slot, and he's left-handed, and they have Drew on the right boards, yeah, was, yeah. and they're trying to get the puck to Faraby, and it's like, well, the guy is at like. The top of the circle is on his backhand. Yeah. He's not going to do anything but turn it over or maybe make a pass yeah. to the point. Yeah. That's it. Those are his options. I just don't. It's just weird. It's, it's, like, it's really weird how fixated they are on this idea, considering the lack of results and considering the fact that it seems like every time they put Drew on the left side, they score. They score. <laughs> it's uh, like, I understand, like, because for a long time we did say they're a little too predictable. I understand wanting to mix it up some, but this is the thing that works. We say, oh, what is more predictable than the Caps power play? But it gets results. Yeah. Just do what you do well. I don't know. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is like my number of all the things that get repeated to me in post game. This is like the one where people might actually have a point. It's yeah. not like trade heart for Bob. It's, like, <laughs> it's something that I watch the games and go, this is dumb as shit. Right. It's not, why don't the Flyers fight anymore? <laughs> yeah, like, we're not big and strong enough. I'm like, I don't know, man. Does Chris Stewart, the, the reason way, we only have two goals? No Flyers-Devils games yet, so thank you on that front. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, the I, I did the one, and it was actually a pretty entertaining game. They've had two, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've done two Flyers-Devils yeah, games okay, The first one was pretty good, it's and then always, the second one was pretty close. It's always yeah. weird how I end up missing those, isn't it, Craig? <laughs> yeah, it's real ironic, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange. I'm just, I have something you to do. you got better things to do on a Friday night. <laughs> I yeah, I find that interesting. I have something to yeah. do when the Flyers play the Devils on Friday or Saturday. It's crazy. Uh, so, the, so the Phantoms, I think tonight, are doing a, uh, a kiss night. I just, if you guys looked, maybe you don't have one. What's I your, love a good theme night. Yeah, what's your, like, dream? If, if the Flyers do, like, a theme night, Ooh, that's a good what question. would you like to it. see them do? I would say, for me, Breaking Bad. Or if that's already been done, <laughs> meth. Better We're call Saul. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God! That, that? Yeah, my mother told me flyers. that. Is that the what is that campaign? Or like, what is that whole idea of like we're gonna end what meth? State? Well, it South was North, Dakota. South Dakota or North Dakota? One and of them. it went through all these people. Yeah. It got reviewed, and then their 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 uh, motto to stop meth was meth. We're, we're on, on it. it. Like, we're, like, <laughs> like, we're on the issue. Like, we're taking meth. Yeah. Because like, it's a oh, big, God. like, meth is And like, they already paid everything, yeah. and it's already out there, so they've like, got to roll with it. I guess in South Dakota, it's like their heroin and oxy problem is meth. 
and that they just decided meth. We're on it. Is a good like. Just say no to drugs. Yeah, apparently nobody was like, hey, you know, maybe I, you could want to think that again just a little bit. So nice <laughs> firm thumbs up of a slogan. I will right say there. though, like if you're gonna galaxy brain this, what do you? What, <laughs> no, what do? What, As one does, yeah. What does every like local and state department need? More money. If they print this shit on shirts, they will have all the money in the world to combat men. I mean, fair. Who yeah. isn't going to buy it? It's hilarious. We're talking about it right now. Yeah. Doing a hockey podcast. Yeah, yeah, right. hockey podcast in, in South Jersey talking about the Dakotas. As one does. And not, As one does. not Dave Haxtell. So you, you think Breaking Bad Night. I, I kind of love that, even though I, they would never they do would it never for the do it. Yeah, I don't know I how they would do it. Everybody shows up in yellow jumpsuits. and. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have the Breaking Bad warm-up jerseys. Brian Cranston's there throwing yeah. pucks at people. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. I was thinking I was thinking Step Brothers night where <laughs> Randy Jackson shows up to sign whatever object you might have. Do karate on the ice. Yeah, yeah. do karate on the ice. Yeah, the fight each other. Carnival is the one I thought would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> kind of instead of the Flyers oh. wives, it's oh, the Wives Carnival. Oh god. <laughs> Like that would be great. Oh god! So Hartsey's the star. I was gonna yeah. say that would have been yeah. better than the uh, 2010 what, what, days. Yeah. One thing I was thinking of, um, and like, there's no way hockey would ever be this self-deprecating to do it. But you have like dodgeball night, and then you have like ESPN the Ocho doing all of the like in between <laughs> oh, segments. I'm in. It would it would have to be, like some way you can get gritty really involved. Like, um, oh man. I, like obviously, I would love a wrestling night, like a wrestle, like just bring back they, all do, the '80s stars. I feel like they do. They do wrestling nights, or is I it, know the have you seen it before? Have done something uh, like that, and like yeah. a bunch of minor. The, I mean, that's a good one. Yeah, the yeah, Florida Panthers did something a couple of years ago where like they had a bunch of wrestling stars, and then after this like really popular podcast, did like a live show and shit. But I would just love like all the like everyone the movie the wrestler was about show up like that could double as yeah, that night, cool. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like a really obscure band, like Kiss. Everyone knows Kiss. Yeah. But like a like an indie rock band. That real would be big fish. Yeah. Real big fish. <laughs> better than Ezra. Scott. It's not a sellout. Yeah. Like, Scott Knight. That's what was it? Got. Seven Three Mary. The Seven Three Mary Network. Late nineties big band night. <laughs> oh, we got the squirrel nut zippers here for the flyer games. <laughs> I would just add, like all the all the offshoot eighties uh, hair metal bands. Oh yeah. It's like Dock yeah, we have, we have actually yeah, I would. I would autograph here. I'll say that. I'll put this on record. Great for yeah. seeing gritty with like the big like blonde wig on. And like fifty percent of the fan base is stuck in hair metal. <laughs> this is correct. Fair. If the Flyers get rat to perform at a game, I'm there. If I'll the buy Flyers get rat, I will buy every ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that conversation will just keep going round and round. And oh round. no! Uh, Boom! Oh, that's right. My God. And I can get out. And and I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, oh my God! All right, let's have a couple more yeah. minutes if we want to just kill some time here. Yeah. What do we have left to talk about with this? Team. I don't even know. Um, so when are they trying for track? No, I. Bill, don't you have something to plug? Uh, we do have the holiday party to plug. Ooh. That's gonna be fun. It's the festive. I have a problem calling it the festive it's party. It's, it's on party. a different date this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone know I mean, the date? I'll still do the twenty first. I think. I believe it's the twenty first. December twenty. I'll still try to do some airing of grievances though. Yeah. That was fun last year. Oh, also, if you're hearing me say it's the twenty first. Don't tell Steph I said the 21st. I think it's the 21st. I don't know. It's the yeah. 21st. We'll it's that Saturday, right? Without Steph, I mean, none I, of us I don't know. know. Yeah. yeah, I believe yes. it is the 21st. That okay. sounds right. Uh, but it's at Fieldhouse. It's going to be an awesome time. We have a bunch of great stuff planned. Uh, Saturday, December 21st, Fieldhouse in Philly. We've had a couple parties there before. This will be our best gathering yet. Steve guarantees it. Uh, yeah, Ooh, you have yeah. the Steve seal of approval, the Steve guarantee. <laughs> it is an unbreakable bond. And th they're playing the Senators that night, and hopefully it goes oh, better. Should be a win. I said that last yeah, week, right. though. Like, Should we, be a win. All of my, uh, all of like the dis, like all the anger in post game, I, uh, it's about the Senators game. Like if they just win that one, I'm cool with everything that's happened <laughs> since. But you can't lose to the freaking center. Especially, I, I can get behind that. Yeah, I, looking so, at everything else, I I felt so confident that they were just going to steamroll them in that game. I saw a movie, and I came out of the movie. I looked down at my phone. I said, "Are you kidding me?" That's I was I was down in Atlantic City. I go there every Friday for work Saturday, and I'm like driving down there late. I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, no, this is this this is not right. Well, especially two I, to one. I've like driven somewhere. 
if it yeah, just gets sloppy and they lose to like a six to five game, okay, I kind of get that. But a two to one tight yeah, game against the Senators, come on! Both goalies trip and fall, and like our stats guy has to yeah. go in. Like, all right, I get it. And that's in the Flyer Senators tradition. Yeah, but come on. Both man. goalies trip and fall. Yeah. <laughs> what Roman happened? Roman situation. Okay, yeah. that's my theme night, by the way. Roman check. Roman check. Okay, yeah. just all of like, what if they just did an ex former ex goalie night? night? Would be great. That actually be fun. That would That'd be. You don't have to give you a show up because he's already there. He's there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if the other team has Russian players, he's there. Yeah, he's there. Without a doubt. Oh, Steve Mason's prop is just watching a puck come in from like 100 yards out. <laughs> Roman check. Monik's prop is picking up a glove mid-play during the playoffs. Oh it's God. all there. All the hits are there. That's, yelling that's at all of his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, guys. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio tonight. Thank you all for hanging out. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Come to the holiday party Saturday, December 21st at Fieldhouse. Going to be a great time. Uh, that's it. My name is Bill Matz for Charlie, for Steve, for uh, Craig. Oh, man. I almost forgot, <laughs> but I remember. He doesn't have, have a, great, a name. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports?